Hello and welcome to Setting the Scheme. I'm Ben. I'm Tristan. I'm Elijah. And Doug, where the heck? Oh, wait, no, wait. We sent Doug packing. That's right. Yeah. I actually don't we... know if he's packing, but I know he's fixing the move. So I assume that he's packing. He's fixing his move. Yep. Yep. Wait, what? He's, no, he's, sorry. He's moving soon. Yes. That's what, what I said. He's fixing I misheard. I misheard okay. Ben. I'm sorry. Uh, you're good. Anyway, uh, since Doug's not here, uh, and also because of the movie that we watched, uh, we have a guest, Elijah. Introduce Rebecca. You're our guest. Oh, okay. We're back to thrilled. <laughs> yeah, that was like, we have a guest, Elijah. Elijah's no. their guest. We have a guest, Rebecca. Yes, Rebecca, welcome back. It's me. Uh, been yeah. on a few times. <laughs> yeah. This time I like the movie. <laughs> Okay, that's good. Good. <laughs> good. So how are you doing? Me? Yeah. Oh, I'm good. Thanks, Fine. guys. How are y'all? Doing good. Doing good. Right. I'm really good. Right. So glad. Yeah, Tristan's lit because we watched an intense character study movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of his yeah, favorites, too, I believe. Uh, number yeah, 11? we did. Uh, it's moved up. Oh, wow. <laughs> to number oh, seven. Okay. Number seven now. Number seven. All right. Well, Mr. Yeah. Mr. Tristan T. Webb. What Top did we dog. watch this week? We watched Lady Bird. Yep. Lady, uh, Lady Bird is a, is a film. It came out in 2017. It is uh, by Greta Gerwig. Um, I don't think we've done a Greta Gerwig movie yet, have we? I don't think so. Well, there aren't that many that yeah, she's no, directed. Not many. But there are at least two that we've seen and love. But she's been in a lot more, though. Um, yeah, as an actress. Yeah. Um, it... Uh, Stars Laurie Metcalf and Tracy Letts of Steppenwolf Theater. I was going to talk about them a little later. Um, of course, Saoirse Ronan as the lead. Um, Timothy Chalamet, who's in everything now. You can't, you can't, you can't turn around and not see Timothy Chalamet in the movie. You, you throw a rock in a movie theater, you'll hit a picture of <laughs> Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> you will. <laughs> this and, is actually um, the second movie in like the last week that I've seen as both Timmy, Timothy Chalamet and the guy that played the priest who was directing the play in it. Because yeah. the guy is also in Dune. Yeah, we're going to see Dune tomorrow, by the oh, way. Oh, it's yeah. so good. And we, were talking, and we were talking about watching Little Women this weekend, too. So we're just, you know, we're getting it all. And like a lot of directors, Greta Gerwig probably just, you know, she latches on to certain actors and she's like, oh, yeah, this is a good one. And then we got to put them in all their, all our films. You know, like Christopher Nolan does with uh, Michael Caine. Sure do. And Wes Anderson with his whole cast. With Bill Murray. Yeah, there's a lot of directors that do that. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this movie rated particularly well. Uh, it's got a, uh, its lowest rating is probably at 7.4 out of 10 on IMDb uh, or IMDba, uh, as we decided to start calling it last mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has a 94% on the Metacritic. Uh, I don't know what form of Google Doug uses to get his scores, but the, what I'm looking at is a star rating. Uh, it's 4.2 out of 5. Um, on Rotten Tomatoes, the audience scores at 79% and the tomato meter at 99%. And then our uh, good pals at um, Common Sense Media um, have this at four stars out of five, which is surprising. But I don't know, not super surprising. Uh, Just Common some, Sense. Well, uh, I know that they tend to not be so uh, common sensical. Um, and they tend to stray away from movies that have more adult themes in them, which I feel like this does have some. Yeah. I think it does. 
Yeah. Uh, Tristan, what's this movie about? Well, um, it's about a, it's a, it's, it's a coming of age film about a teenager. She's a senior in high school. Um, it's, 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 it's a, it's about her life, what she's going through, what she's experiencing. Um, it takes place pretty much over a, her full senior year. Um, and it, it culminates with um, something she wants to do throughout the whole movie, which is go to a college on the East Coast. She ends up at one at the end. And uh, yeah, it's all the whole movie is pushing towards that goal for her. That's what it's about. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I'm going to kind of uh, throw you off for a loop here. And uh, we're not going to do things in order of the list that we have in front of us. Uh, just because you already mentioned this, I want to go ahead and talk about it. You mentioned that this is a coming of age movie. What makes a coming of age movie a coming of age movie versus just like a, a teen movie? Yeah, I I, I feel like a, a coming of age. The idea of a coming of age movie is that you've got you've got something that is more seriously about growing up and the pains of grow, of growing up, mm-hmm. and it looks at like something specifically. You know, it's not, it's not where I'm comparing it to a teen movie. When I think of teen movie, I think of this is just something that is happening mm-hmm. and they're teenagers, I guess, you know? Yeah, like, it's um, like what centered around like one event, but like a coming of age, I feel like there's so much more that really develops the character and we see them like grow up as opposed to just like, I don't know, um, be nice to the nerdy girl and you go to prom with her or something so yeah like a teen movie i could you know think about like hunger games i guess you could call it out a teen movie it's a bunch of teenagers doing teenager things wouldn't have been the first movie i'd listed <laughs> <laughs> well i don't know i mean they're not doing teenager things but they are being teenagers about it i guess mm-hmm. and the growth that happens in the movie <clears throat> is it's like an action film I guess. I don't know. It's like thinking about Twilight as a teen movie. It's like a vampire film, you know, about... I I, I think the thing with coming-of-age films is that they tend to feel more realistic. Um, Yeah. Because you were talking um, about like um, how teen movies can be centered around one event, but I don't know that that's necessarily true because I look at something like The Breakfast Club that literally takes place on a Saturday, I would very much call that a coming of age film though. It's may not be the most realistic story, but it's something that I feel like deals with realer issues. And I feel like that's kind of more what a coming of age story deals with. Okay. Like? I agree. Yeah. First, the first teen movie that I would have named is Mean Girls. That to me is the quintessential example. And then Tristan, you started naming like paranormal romance and dystopian fiction Dude, like, that's the only teen movies i know i don't have to see mean girls oh you gotta see mean girls or heathers i don't know these movies mean girls is actually really good mm-hmm. it's a good time um right. anyway so ben i feel like i don't know what most people categorize the breakfast club is but i feel like i would have called the breakfast club a teen movie 
I think would I would have called it coming of age. Yeah, why would you not consider it a coming of age? I wouldn't have called it either. Well, there's there's growth in it, but we're not tracking one like in Lady Bird, we're tracking one character through the last year of her high school career as she starts college at the end. Like we watch her become an adult. In the Breakfast Club, we're watching a group of teenagers with after school or Saturday school or whatever, you know. Like yeah, that feels like down a, every single barrier that has been put up around them because of their different uh, social standings in school. Okay. What? Uh, teen teen movies are going to feature growth. What What about? Um, uh, have you guys seen the Perks of Being a Wallflower? Yes, I actually I love that movie. movie. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's. I mean, it's the main character is a guy, but it's really about three of them. You know, and it, like you see their growth, growth throughout the movie. I think that's a coming of age film that's about a group. I'd agree with you, Tristan. Yeah. When I think teen movie, I think of that new Netflix movie that just came out, the He's All That, <laughs> or like to All the Boys I've Loved Before. Like, that's what I think of teen movie. Like, I actually wouldn't think of The Breakfast Club as like a teen movie. Like, I think teen movie, it's geared towards teens, but like The Breakfast Club, like people of all ages can enjoy it. Yeah, a teen a teen movie is I'm a teenager. I'm a I'm a 15 year old girl, and I want to go watch a movie that appeals to me. A teen a coming movie of age is like movie, super bad. A, a coming of age movie is like I'm a 25 year old girl, and I want to be sad about how I was when I was 15. Years old. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Okay, that's the exactly. difference. I think we found it. <laughs> uh, for what it's worth, uh, the Breakfast Club's Wikipedia page. Uh, does say that it is a teen coming of age comedy drama film. So, huh. Adam all in there. It's yeah, it's everything. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's I kind of sci-fi horror. So, <laughs> yeah, I kind of wanted to talk about this because I was thinking, like, isn't a teen movie just a movie centered around teenagers? Because if that's what it is, then virtually every coming of age movie is also a teen movie. Yeah. I think it's kind of like um, you're looking at like a square and a rectangle, like all rec or all squares are rectangles, uh-huh. but not all rectangles are squares. Like yeah. All coming of age movies, at least most, tend to be teen films, but not all teen films are coming of age movies. Yeah. Well, the reason I, there's one, the Duff. Yeah. We've got the uh, the carousel of Netflix scrolling in front of us. <laughs> um, you know, I think the um, the thing is that teen movies don't get no respect. Teen movies are never really taken seriously like by movie critics. They're just kind of popcorn movies. Whereas if you call something a coming of age movie, it's like, okay, now we're, now we're going to watch something deep and artsy. That's going to cut to the core of human nature. You know, you could, you could probably take like the bones of a script and package it as a teen movie and then package like the same script idea as a coming of age movie and get like two totally different responses. Oh, absolutely. I feel like you could just say, like, essentially just like give a prompt for a movie and say it's a teen story to one person and then say it's a coming of age story to another and get two completely different movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. Yeah. So like if I had said, OK, so I've, I'm, I'm pitching you guys this idea for this, uh, this script that I'm working on. We're going to make a movie about it. It's a teen movie about this quirky teenager whose name's Christine, but uh, she doesn't like that. She just wants to name herself Lady Bird. And then the movie's just about her, you know, misadventures from there. There's a prom scene. She has to, you know, she 
hangs out with the cool kids for a while, then realizes she doesn't want to do that. She comes crawling back to her best friend. You know, all those things like that's a teen movie. But what we just watched is not packaged as a teen movie. It's a coming of age movie. And the way you would pitch a coming of age movie is it's not about all these little things like that. It's about about Lady Bird's growth as a human throughout this period of time and who she ends up being and who she is. Yeah. So I also do want to mention this. Uh, coming of age stories, like a lot of character driven stories, I feel like are also very hit or miss with, um, like, for lack of a better term, common people audiences. Um, like, a lot of times critics normally will love them a lot more than audiences will, uh, which is where we get that discrepancy with the Rotten Tomato score. Like, had a 99% on the tomato meter, but like a 70 something for audience score. Um, I think this is in a similar boat. Um, I absolutely did not hate this movie, but I also don't think I loved it or connected to it nearly as much as the rest of you guys did, just from hearing y'all talk about it briefly. Oh, yeah, we all love this movie. That's a fair assessment. I just, I would say I liked it. I don't know that I loved it, but I am very curious to see what you guys have to say about it. Yeah. uh... Me too. You want to you want to talk about Greta Gerwig? Sure. Um, I don't think we've done a Greta Gerwig movie yet on any, on. I don't think we've direct as her as director or actor. No, we've mentioned. I think this movie and definitely Little Women multiple times on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Little Women keeps coming up. Gosh, that's such a good movie. Yeah, we're so good. we're obsessed with Little Women. <laughs> Me too. Um, I don't know if Ben is, but the rest of us here are. Oh, golly gee. Okay, so we've at least done one movie that she was an actress in, uh, but it was on Some Jerks. Uh, she was in Isle of Dogs. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember. And to tell you the truth, I, I don't remember a single thing from that movie. So. Okay. They're dogs. So. Yeah, that's about it. They're on an aisle? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they are. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> so, so Greta, Ger- Greta Gerwig has not directed too many films. I don't know how many. I want to say Three. like five or six. Three? Okay. Yeah. This is probably... What was the third? What's the third movie? Uh, there is a movie that she directed in 2008 uh, called Nights and Weekends. Um, oh. But okay. I think Lady Bird was like her first feature film. It was... It was her first uh, solo directorial oh, uh, venture because the one you mentioned, she co-directed. Ah, um, I also noticed yeah, there's Joe an Swanberg. upcoming one. What'd you say? With uh, Joe Swanberg. Okay, I don't know who that is. But uh, there's also an upcoming one um, called Barbie. <laughs> I don't know if that is what I think it is. Yep, uh, starring Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling. This is Barbie and Ken. What? <laughs> okay. Interesting. I mean, I, I trust her. Like, she was in 20th Century Woman. She didn't direct that one, but that was incredible. And there's also another one uh, here on MDBA called Untitled Dap Tan- Dap- Tab Dancing Musical Project. So that sounds interesting. That's something she's directing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she's she's busy. I mean, she's been around for a little while, just kind of in the indie scene. She did Frances Ha, um, like, in 2012 or something, 2013. Mm-hmm. And I want to see that. I keep seeing it pop up like on Instagram and things. And like, golly, it just looks like really good. And I haven't watched that one yet, but I want to. It also has Adam Driver in it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 
Yep. Uh, I mean, I'm sitting here oh. looking at it. Oh. Um. So yeah, I mean, I, I just I love her work. I think she's really good, and she's a good actor too. If you guys haven't seen Twenty the Century Women, you should. It's on Netflix. I think it's good. Um. But yeah, so Greta Gerwig, this was her um, solo directorial debut, and it was nominated for a crap ton of awards, and it won some of them, and it's very frequently mentioned on lists of the best movies and best scripts of the 2010s. Um, And this is the first movie she directed by herself, which is immense. And then Little Women also had a lot of buzz. It didn't get awards, which is a crime. It got nominations, I think. I'd say it got nominated, but it was uh, 2019, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was a big year for movies. Uh, like there were Parasite. several like um, Oscar worthy mo- movies that came out that well, year. Well, Parasite won all of them. So. Yeah, that was Parasite, <laughs> um, Marriage Story. There's no room for anything else. Uh, Knives Out, I think, was in there. Yeah. Um, well, Parasite's, Parasite's a good time. Jojo Rabbit. Um, but and and Jojo Rabbit's fantastic. Yeah, but like a lot of Little good Women, movies though. came out. Still, in Little Women, man, I, that was so good. I mean, but between that, Jojo Rabbit and Parasite, if I could only keep one of those movies for the rest of my life, I think I would keep Little Women. Dude, I think I would too. But I would. So this is um, my brain completely unrelated. Jojo. All right, Jojo Rabbit is close. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is completely unrelated, but I think it's hilarious. Um, speaking of Little Women, uh, so back when Little Women was in theaters. There's this little old lady that uh, goes to my church back home in Athens. And um, she uh, had decided that she wanted to go see a movie. And uh, I overheard her talking in the lobby about, about that. I was like, oh, what movie did you decide to go see? And she was like, well, uh, I was looking at what was in theaters. And I saw Little Women. And I was like, you know what? I've seen versions of Little Women before. Um, so I didn't want to do that. So I went and saw 1917. <laughs> And I just died laughing because it's like this little old woman going to see a World uh-huh. War One film. She really had no direction. She was like, I just want to see a film. Yeah, I, she it. said that she really enjoyed it, which I just want to be dazzled. She right. walked into that theater and she was like, I don't care what I'm seeing. I just want to see something good. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, <laughs> I, I got a kick out of it. And uh, I've seen 1917. It's a phenomenal movie. Yeah, it is. I still haven't seen that. But yeah, so Greta Gerwig um has not directed much but she is a force to be reckoned with even with a short list of of things that she's directed and she has a couple of favorite actors too yeah uh yeah and good choices i think shersha ronan and tim they're good actors they're dang good actors and um what's her name Lori metcalf yeah she's wonderful um I don't know her from anything else except as the voice of Andy's mom in Toy Story. Um, I just know her from that and this Lady Bird, but um, her performance in Lady Bird is so good. Oh yeah, I love it. Yeah, both. Uh, I mean, they, they've been in different things. I mean, Tracy Letts was in Little Women. Speaking of Little Women, it was Mr. Dashwood, the uh, publisher. Um, but uh, I, I wanted to mention them um, because Wade often brings up this theater company uh, called Steppenwolf Theater Company. They're very popular for doing original productions that are really emotionally driven. And a lot of the actors that come from the company 
um, they're, you know, they have moved on from the company because they were in it when they were younger and they do films now like this. And so that's both the parents um, in this movie were part of that. And I just, I just really, I just really liked, I thought, I, I think when you see a movie, when you see actors in a film that are just like, it just, like, you don't have, you don't even think about them really. It's not that you were judging them, but it's that you, you don't really like, they didn't bother you, you know? So you, mm-hmm. you're just not really considering them. I think that is good because that, that feels not, I think it feels natural, you know, like it just, that just feels like a normal person talking. That's kind of how I feel about the parents in this movie. Like they, they were so good that they were just, they were just realistic to me, you know, they mm-hmm. just felt like real people. Yeah. When I was, I read through the Wikipedia page and, and glanced at some of the reviews that were on there. And that's, of course, that's what, you and I were thinking watching the movie. Um, that's one of the things I look for in a movie is I want to see that the actors deliver their lines as if they're real people having a real conversation. And that's one thing that they were saying in the reviews. Um, the way the script is written and acted perfectly, you know, it's it's totally a real conversation that people actually have. One of them said something like, there is not a higher level of acting than what's in this movie. <laughs> really? Yeah. What... I mean, I feel like we could go on and on about the mother's performance, especially at the end. Yeah. Gosh, man. I don't, we could talk about the end later, but you guys ever just like, I was talking a bit about this. You ever just preemptively cry for what's about to come on the screen because you know what's going to happen? Uh-huh. Nope. I did. That's me throughout this film. I started to tear up a little bit. <sighs> Only on the inside. Rebecca, you said something about the father earlier. Oh, yeah, if we're talking about the parents, um, I wanted to discuss what you guys thought about the role of the father, um, because in this movie, it is really the relationship between the daughter and the mother is a huge thing. And I just wanted us to discuss about the father's role and what you guys thought about him and how he handled the situation between the mom and the, and the daughter. So I, I think he mostly handled it well. Um, the one thing that I did take issue with, and I understand that like, you know, it, it is a movie that is trying to be realistic. They're not going to have perfect communication. And I think we see that a lot. Um, and it's also the, kind of the point is like we're seeing them work through these things um i'd say it's just a personal choice that like thinking like as a person um and that was the like keeping the um the uh fact that lady bird was uh applying for colleges on the other side of the country without telling her mom um i think he um plays the part incredibly well um i think Honestly, he was probably the character that I related with most in this film. Yeah. Um, talking about this film being realistic. Um, one thing about realistic stories is um, they capture the fact of human existence that we're all dirty sinners, but we all do each other dirty. Yeah. <laughs> and the characters in this movie do that. They do. I mean, consider the fact that... Um, What's the boy's name? Danny. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I mean, let's not miss the fact that he cheated on Lady Bird, right? Mm -hmm. But then, of course, we still sympathize with him. We see what his, you know, his plight and he really makes us feel for him. But uh, let's not forget the fact that he did her dirty. And um, throughout the movie, she and her mother uh, don't do right by each other. Uh, In more scenes than one, you know, they don't react well to things in a way that's very human and realistic. And I think we see that with the dad, too. He's clearly a good guy trying to love his family the best way he can. But he makes mistakes. Yeah, definitely. Um, One thing that uh, I think that they do particularly well um, they mention uh, in the film after Lady Bird finds the pills that he's dealing with depression. And honestly, I think this movie does an incredible job of like showing that because uh, depression can come in many different forms. And a lot of the times it's those people who deal with depression who are like those that are like constantly so supportive of other people. Like we see her dad or Lady Bird's dad be with her. And I, I think that's a beautiful picture of that also the guy that works at the catholic school that directs the play at first mm-hmm. i can't remember the actor's name steven something um but he was in fences we talked about fences on the podcast he was in that um and he was great he was another very like rock you know supportive rock type character maybe he just has one of those faces mm-hmm. <laughs> steven mckinley henderson that guy yeah he also acted his part very well. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think <clears throat> I think that um, between Lady Bird and her mom, it's what uh, there's a scene that really gets me. I mean, there's a lot, but it's when they're when she's trying on dresses for prom, and she's she says, "Do you like me?" And the mom isn't really sure what to say. That's a really mm-hmm. powerful scene, mm-hmm. and I, and I don't think she, I don't think she dislikes Lady Bird. I think that she had never thought about that before, though. You know, mm-hmm. um, and I I think it's clear that she does like Lady Bird and she loves her and likes her because, you know, you see that connection throughout the film, even at the very beginning when they're listening to the, that um, the book, The Rapes of Wrath, and they're connecting on that level at the end when she writes all these letters, you know, I mean, it's like, gosh, that's like such a, that's, that's, that's a close, such a close connection that I don't know if I've seen in a movie before between a a mother and daughter, you know? Yeah. And I, I felt like I really, like when all those scenes were happening, I was like, Oh, that was me and my mom. Oh, that was me and my mom. Oh, look, that was me and my mom where you can, have those moments where you are each other's best friend and you only want comfort from them and lot a lot of but then on the other hand like you're in a dressing room and you're like do you even like me so I thought that that was they played those parts so well and the whole thing was just so good like I know a lot of girls go through that like teenage angst with their mom and I know that I was one of them and oh my goodness I just thought that the movie just did such a great job of showing that and I like you said I don't think I've ever seen anything like that before um 
it that that mother-daughter relationship is something else like I kind of want to watch this movie when I have my own daughter to see like (laughs) do any of my thoughts like change when I get to that point um because right now I'm just on the daughter's perspective but I am a little bit older so I am starting to relate more to the mom but also I'm like me and Lady Bird we are we are like this (laughs) yeah I mean I I my parents are divorced and I went to see my dad on the weekends and during the week most of my childhood I was with my mom and so like having those little arguments where it's it's like taught we're talking over each other I feel like that happened a lot with me and my mom and basically just doing that and then the next moment just silence and then like regret for me personally like I shouldn't have said that you know like as a teenager mm-hmm. I feel like I did that a lot Mm-hmm. Or like talking back, you know, constant. That was my one thing. <laughs> if, if I if I could be a bad child, it was because I was talking back or whatever that means, you know. Yeah. And it was always like a thing with, because my mom said something and I just didn't agree because I was a dirty sinner. <laughs> I was a teenager, you know. And one of the things about being a teenager is you act like you know everything because you feel like you're finally grown and nobody treats you like you're grown. And the fact is, you don't know anything at all. You don't know squat when you're a teenager. <laughs> Heck, but no one knows anything at the end. I mean, it's like yeah. the mother, too. She's just trying her best, you know? Yeah. And like at the end of the movie, she tries. She's like, I'm, I'm going to like maybe be strong. I don't want to, her to see me cry. I'm going to stick to my guns. And then she just breaks down in tears when she's driving away, you know? Yeah. And what's really interesting is that like, I feel like we never see them apologize to each other. And then we see the mom, it's like she, like, we kind of have to assume that she wants to apologize and she wants to make up because she runs back into the airport. But like, we never get to see the mom being the parent and reaching out and apologizing. But then we get to see Lady Bird at the end, like, she reaches out to her mom. So I think that's really interesting how like we never actually see the mom, like the mom's side of that. We like see her almost trying, but then we do see Lady Bird making that, that move. Yeah. Wow. To me, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're good. To me that, that there's, I, I think in in life, you know, and your spouse, your friend, your parent, whatever, you're gonna you're gonna argue, you're gonna get angry and upset, you're gonna say things all the time. But the love part is that coming back, that resetting and that understanding that I don't necessarily there, there, there's nothing that I, I necessarily can do other than just be sorry about it and move on, you know? Mm-hmm. And the fact that, you know, their, their bond is the way it is to where they're not really even saying sorry. There's a moment where Lady Bird says sorry over and over in the kitchen when her mom's angry. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a desperation thing. But like, I, mm-hmm. I just think, I just think, you know, there, there's such a close bond there. Like, with, think about your best friend. You know, you may make them angry, 
and it's maybe that time away is enough for you to to know that they're sorry and that they know that you're sorry because it's you're so close that you don't even have to say it and maybe you do but you really didn't have to you know mm-hmm. because it's just understood that's how you are that's how I think that's how it is to to love someone hmm. Rebecca what were you going to say about the dad oh I just wanted to see what y'all thought about him just because I thought it that was a real interesting thing because he's like in the middle but like not really because it's like he's not taking sides but also it's I don't know it was a really interesting um role I thought just because and then you know the mom has got all of that whole she's trying to make Lady Bird see that her dad isn't always the good guy and whatever which I think is interesting so um, (laughs) I just wanted y'all's thoughts I think he's a good man and I think he's he he understands how his wife can be about these things and and how what her mood is towards her daughter in general and what their relationship is like and he just wants to be you know he he sees how distressed Lady Bird is and wants to be a good friend and a good parent you know and I think I think that's what he's trying to do and he's trying to be understanding as well Mm -hmm. so when he saves those letters yeah wow a good a good man (laughs) (laughs) yeah um I think his his most like a good man scene is when he uh, walks out of the job interview. He knows it didn't go well. And he says, they're just going to go and celebrate what Lady Bird has going on. And then they bump into the son, Lady Bird's brother on the way out because he's applying for the same job. And dad just kind of straightens his collar or whatever and wishes him luck. Gosh. That's Even so though, good. yeah, I mean, dad is, that the is one, so good. <laughs> dad's the one who really needs a job, you know. Yeah. But he's going to support his son. Man, that's so good. It's stuff like that that made uh, the dad the character that I connected with the most. Yeah. He must be an Enneagram 2, Ben. Yeah. Looks like it. So what you are, Ben? Yeah, I'm a uh, 2, though I also tested high, I think, for an Enneagram 9, and I also have some 5-ish tendencies. He's a 2 yeah, nine with 5-ish tendencies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That makes sense. Wow. So how about that ending, huh? It's good. <laughs> it's really good. I mean, the the whole movie, as I mentioned at the beginning, is her doing what she can to get to college. And there are, you know, there's stuff with her boyfriends and her best friend, of course, you know, and it's about that too. Um, but I think her ultimate goal is college. And so that's what, that's what she's on about the whole time. And when she gets there, I mean, I, I think, I think that's like what the whole movie is about in a way. It's just like having these visions of what your life could be like, or what you think you want it to be like. And then when you get there to it and you're like, this is just, you know, I'm, if you're her, you're like, I'm 18 years old. 
I have my whole life ahead of me. Now I'm here. What I've always wanted this dream and I've reached it at 18. Like what now, you know? Yeah. And, and so she's, she's just so, I don't know what the right word is. She's just sad, I guess. And she, you know, she goes to the church because it brings her comfort at the very end. Cause that's where she, that's what she knows. Even yeah. though she's decidedly not religious, I guess, but maybe she is. I don't know. She doesn't know. Heck. <laughs> she's still discontent. Yeah. And she um, spends the whole movie hating Sacramento and wishing she should get out of it. And then at the end, she wants to go back. Um, and it's connected, I think, to that conversation she has with the, the nun at the school. Yes. And she says, oh, you really love Sacramento. I can tell from your writing. And uh, Christine's like, no, I hate Sacramento. The nun's like, no, I can tell by the way you wrote it. You know, the attention to detail. You really love Sacramento. And she's like, I guess I just pay attention. And the nun's like, isn't that the same thing? Love and attention. And that's when it switches immediately to the scene where she's with her mom in the dressing room and eventually asks her mom if she likes her because she knows her mom loves her. Yeah. I, I hold that Sacramento quote close to my heart. Like it's, it's really good. And it's really thought provoking. I like it a lot. Yeah. So she gets to college um she she starts you know she talks about god she goes to church she kind of misses the way she grew up kind of wants to go back and i can't help but feel like the whole thing is more about her mother than anything it's like this movie is kind of a love letter to sacramento in the end but i think it's a lot more about mothers than it is about sacramento um or hometowns in general yeah yeah that's what i was about to say i think it's it's about all of our own hometowns and our, our parents and our experiences in these situations, you know, not, not everyone's like her, but yeah. we all had something. I'm sure we all had something that we thought, man, it'd be really cool if I did this thing, you know, I'm going to try to like do this thing that I really want to do. And then you do the thing as a teenager and you're like, Oh, that wasn't so great. It was whatever, you know. But I also like that. We don't know if she goes back home. Like for all we know, she was just having a, a moment where she really just missed home and she ends up staying there and having a really good life. So I like the way it ends because we don't know if she ends up coming back and yeah, whatever, or if she ends up staying there. So that's cool. That was a cool thing. And I, and I think the, the takeaway for me is, you know, you could be in a situation like that, like anyone going to college far away from home. And, you know, you may be sad because it's not what you're used to and that will affect you. And it may affect you in some small way until you go back home. Isn't that what nostalgia is? Um, I don't know, but I think that's, that's what, that's what you get from this. You know, it's interesting. Well, maybe this will get cut out and it doesn't matter, but I like the scene where Ladybird comes back from Thanksgiving and her brother's girlfriend is smoking on the porch and she's the one who like looks at Ladybird and is like your mom's a good mom like look at what she did for me um I think that scene is really interesting mm-hmm. I like it so I think there's a lot of moments like that throughout the film I yeah. was like, it's, it's really interesting I mean yeah. there's there's a lot of people in her life that are actually really good for her but 
you know, they have, they don't have anything to do with New York city. So she's not really that interested. Yeah. You know, thinking about Shelly, the girlfriend, uh, the brother's girlfriend, and when she's trying to tell Lady Bird that her mom's actually a good mom. um, There's also that scene where (laughs) it's played for laughs, but it's at the table when Shelly just out of nowhere gets up and bolts from the table saying, your sister hates me. And then Lady Bird's brother's like, no, she doesn't hate you and follows, you know. Um, This whole movie is about people trying to love each other and feel love from each other and not really knowing how. Gosh, it's beautiful. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Man. Ain't that life. (laughs) Yeah, it really is. All right. Well, I guess it's time we score this sucker. So let's go first. I'm going to give Lady Bird a 93. 93. It's a dang good movie. It's not going to be like a 97, like Little Women, though. But <laughs> <laughs> we should just do an episode on Little Women. We really yeah. should. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we talk about it enough on other episodes. Um, but yeah, I think uh, that sounds good. Um, this is definitely an A movie. Um, and, and like I said, when we were not recording, um, I surprisingly liked Lady Bird. I, I mean, I liked it a lot the first time I saw it. Today was the second time, and I surprisingly liked it more the second time. I didn't think, or I didn't go into this thinking that this is an especially rewatchable movie. But now I think it is. It's worth a second watch. It's good. Gosh, to me, it's one of those criers. I just, I just <laughs> want to feel. Yeah, this is it for me. It's a good one. Yeah, it's, um, and it's like a really artsy you know art house kind of movie but not in a way that's pretentious like it's pretty accessible and easy to understand and it's also genuinely funny so i mean this movie just wins in like it checks all the boxes you know it wins in about every category he laughed a lot like very big you know his little laugh that he does it's like ha yeah that one (laughs) did you did you laugh at the football coach doing theater yes yeah, and he was, you know, they made good on that bit. He wasn't just funny for one scene. They brought him back a couple times for quick little bits. That was funny. That was like the only unrealistic part of this movie, I feel. I don't know that it was because I'm working That's in a school a, right I, now. I, and I can totally see an assistant football coach at a high school doing that. Really? There I went to an art school. That would have never happened where I went. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, there are times when the school's just like, all right, we got to put somebody in this classroom. Stat. Who can we put in this classroom? How about, you know, coach whoever? Um, but yeah, there's a lot of good laughs in this movie. I really laugh at um, some of Kyle's scenes. That's the name of Tim's character in this movie. When he's like, I try my hardest not to participate in our economy. Like, shut up. You're <laughs> such an idiot. You know? do, do you like the uh, cheesy theater kids singing badly? Yeah, um, the, the car full of theater kids singing show tunes acapella um like i'm not a theater kid but i'm friends with a lot of them and i have been in that car before you know what i mean yep yep me too (laughs) so yeah the the movie's genuinely funny it genuinely hits you right in the feels uh the acting directing writing is all superb such a good movie can i give it a 91.5 no i'll allow it Thank That's you. I'm the one with the score. I'm her, so. Oh, 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 yeah. 
Whoa. I got I to gotta, I gotta say patented. We can't summon him yet. Elijah, stop. I, I have to say patented <laughs> before you can do that. Oh, you have to say patented. Yep. Because uh, <laughs> it's patented. patented. Right. It's, it's patented. part of the trademark with it. Um, yeah. Ah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ben, what's your score for this movie? Um, all right. So I'm uh, clearly going to bring the average down. Um, I said this earlier uh, when we weren't recording, but I didn't like this movie as much as them. Um, personally, I'm trying to figure out where the disconnect is because uh, I like a lot of things about this movie. Uh, I think it's a good movie, but I didn't make it much of a connection with a lot of the characters in this movie. Um, I kind of had a connection to the dad and to um, <clears throat> the priest that was directing the play. Um there were a couple scenes throughout that I'm like, yeah, okay. But uh, overall, that was just a little lacking for me. Um, but I understand that there are several people, like the three of y'all, who all felt very connected to this film. And um, I, I think it does what it's trying to do very well. Um, so I can't go that low with it. Um, but I am going to give this an eight, an 80. Oh, God. I thought you were going to say an eight. <laughs> No yeah. hey, Ben said this, this movie's pretty good. Uh, it succeeds in what it was trying to do. I'm going to give it an eight out of one hundred. Wow. Well, well I, I'm still recovering a bit from a chest cold, so my throat got like dry, like right in the middle of the segment. So that's fine. Anyway, yeah, I, know, I, I forgive Bring you, home, Tristan. Okay, uh, I'm going to give this a ninety-five. Um, this movie is number seven on my list. Um. I, I, now I feel like I should have even gone higher but um, <laughs> it's number seven and Little Women is number six so oh, it's so right next to each other Greta Gerwig give us more yes please Greta Gerwig I don't know what you got going on with this Barbie stuff but so I'm looking forward to seeing Barbie come in at number five on your list yeah I'll tell you what <laughs> Greta I'll probably be like there that night watching the film when it comes out so <laughs> I'll go with you. I think I watched Little Women for the first time with Tristan and Elijah, and I watched Lady Bird for the first time with Tristan and Elijah, right? Maybe. Didn't we all go to the movie theater to watch Little Women? Did I make that up? Yeah, but not Lady Bird. No. We watched it at your apartment. Oh. You didn't see Little Women with me. I saw it with Abby. I thought you were there. Well, I went and saw it in theaters like three times. So at some point there was crossover between when okay. we all went to see that movie. And that must be what I'm thinking of. I mean, I may have gone again. Wow. I thought the three of us had a special thing, but I guess we don't. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. I, was, I don't think <laughs> I was ruining any of these viewing, so I've never seen it. But uh, anyway, oh, well. uh, after putting all that into our patented scoreometer. <laughs> there you go. I got the timing right that time. Uh, we get a final score of an 89. Uh, nine so very close to the a but not oh, the a thing. we gotta we gotta round it up rebecca this is because I'm, you didn't I'm give it a 92 it up. i'm already nine. rounding up because uh, it actually got an 89.875 um <laughs> but i'm actually curious uh let me uh, what if i would have given it a 96 i'd say uh if rebecca had given it another half point it would have gotten an a Wow, Ben, I thought we were friends. <laughs> now I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. Can't you control the calculations, Ben? <laughs> uh, anyway, um, but yes, that was Lady Bird. Good milk. Good milk. 
Uh, good movie. Um, <laughs> good soup. <laughs> uh, good movie. Definitely worth watching. Uh, next week, we're going to watch another super deep, um, very, you know, tear jerking movie about a young lady. Um, yeah. It's called yeah. Tank Girl. Tank um, Girl. Yes. Uh, I personally am very excited. Um, I think it'll have the same kind of gut wrenching effect that uh, Lady Bird did. Yeah, um, yeah. Guts will be wrenched for sure. Yeah. In one way uh, or another. I, I read something on MDBA about it being set in a uh, dystopian future. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah, just like Lady Bird. So. <laughs> right. Just like all teen movies. The dystopian future of 2002. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. uh, anyway, that'll be a fun time. So be sure to uh, stay tuned for that. And also keep up with all the other cool stuff we're doing here at Vider Media. Uh, we've got new episodes of Setting the Skeen every Wednesday and new episodes of Tea with Doug G back every Monday, starting with this last Monday. Um, so yeah, be sure to check that out. Uh, and until next time, I'm Ben. I'm Tristan. I'm Elijah. And I'm Rebecca. And this was Setting the Skeen. Y'all have a great week. Thank you.